The following audio is from Fellowship Baptist Church in Nederland, Texas. Our mission, to make and mature disciples through the gospel of Jesus Christ. For more information about Fellowship, visit fellowshiptx.org. All right, everybody. Well, welcome to another episode of our podcast here at Fellowship. This is Julian. I'm sitting here with Daniel Ward, our lead pastor, and uh, it was a it was a good Sunday this Sunday. I thought worship was good, uh, attendance was was well. What did you think? Yeah, I thought it was a great day. We uh, we had a good time. It was uh, my first official Sunday on a Sunday morning as lead pastor. Yeah. And so uh, that, enjoyed that and got to got to hang out with our uh, our class in the auditorium. A lot of, uh, of the senior citizens there. We had a good time mm-hmm. um, looking at a text in Romans, Romans twelve, and then uh, and then had a great time in our worship service as well. So, yeah, I thought it was a good Sunday all the way around, and it feels like people are getting a little more comfortable with you know the the new normal. And I don't say that to be you know like it's always going to be this way, but yeah. for now, the way it is, I feel like people are are getting more comfortable, you know, f- feeling normal. Yeah, in the yeah. service yeah and we're about to start school back up and you know some of that yeah. stuff will kind of start to get back to back to a normal life again yeah and uh um i think you know fall is going to be really cool we're doing a lot of things mm-hmm. the men's retreat and we're doing this backpack ministry for yeah. kids and uh, a lot of people have gotten involved in that and i think you know the future is bright for yeah, sure we got a packed calendar for the fall a lot of cool yeah. stuff coming up i'm looking forward to uh our uh our Halloween thing normally do the candy walk this year mm-hmm. we're going to bring it outside and do trunk or treat again and so that'll be fun but a lot of really cool stuff come up into the fall and, and then even into 2021 I'm really excited about <laughs> 2021 I wish I could just hit the fast forward button and go ahead and jump ahead to that but yeah. uh, you know God's got some really cool stuff planned for us and uh, and I'm excited about it yeah very exciting things around here um, so Sunday uh, you were in Acts obviously um, and you get to the part where Paul is in Athens and he's doing this ministry and he's traveling everywhere and he gets to Athens and um, this is probably my favorite text in the whole entire Bible Hmm. just because, you know, I'm all about apologetics and this is kind of the apologetic phrase, you know, Hmm. the passage. This this passage is a apologetic. It's got all kinds of apologetic goodies. Um, You know, Paul, he's in Athens, like I said, and that's where the birth of philosophy came from. Right. You had Socrates, you had Plato, you had Aristotle and all these guys who uh, who would sit around and think up philosophical views on life and on the gods and on everything and had been for 500 years before Paul got there. Mm. So by this point, Paul uh, comes in and, you know, Paul's no slouch himself. You know, he he knows their philosophy at one point, he says, and he knows what their thinkers say. And so, um, like you said, he gets to this, uh, the Areopagus, where there's this, Mm. all these statues to gods and there's one to the unknown God. And uh, I think some of the misconception sometimes preachers get uh, which you didn't even go there, and I'm not saying you would have got it wrong, but they say like this is a statue to Yahweh, but it was the unknown God. No, they're no. just there's just a God out there. Yeah. They're like even if we missed one, yeah, here it is. That's exactly right? it. Yeah, and uh, I've heard it preached the other way, and I'm like, no, that's not no, what that means. No, 
But so Paul takes this opportunity, right, to say, hey, you see this, the unknown God, let me tell you about a knowable God. Right. And so then, you know, you laid it out uh, in some of your points about about uh, who, who this unknown God, who, that, that God is knowable. Yeah. Right. That we can know God in a personal way. And so um, that was your first point is know who God is, that because God is knowable, that he's the one true God. And uh, why do you think there's this misconception about God? You know, people claim to be spiritual. I, that's, a, that's a real big phrase right now. I'm spiritual. You know, yeah. I, 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 you know I'm spiritual and I, you know, I think good thoughts and I pray. You know, they don't, I don't even know who they're praying to. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I pray and you hear people say that a lot. And what do you th- why do you think there's this misconception about God out there? Well, I think even for these guys that Paul's talking to, there's in their own minds, they think that they've arrived, that they got it all figured out, that mm. they just love to sit around and think through all these different philosophies, and they, they think that they've really figured a lot of this out, and they have all these ideas, and 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 Paul's just trying to say, look, all the stuff that you're looking at, this is this is who created all of that. Mm. This is this is this is the Creator God, and he starts really laying out God's character. You know, he talks about the fact that he's a Creator, the fact that he's King, the fact that he's Sustainer, the fact that he's determiner, the fact that he's father, um, and, and I think one of the reasons why there's a great misconception today and, and really all throughout time is that that people do want they want to believe in God hmm. for the most part. You know, I think for the majority of people in our world even today, people believe in God. They believe. I mean, you look out and you see. Um, general revelation of God and creation and all of these things. Um, and, and so people look at that and they, they do come to the conclusion, hey, there is a God. The problem is they don't want to surrender themselves or submit themselves to the God of the Bible. Mm. When they look at Scripture and there are things in there that's, that, that you know says that, that God will judge yeah. the sinner and, and they don't want to surrender to that. So what they've done is they've created a, their own God in their own mind. Right. They'll take bits and pieces from different belief systems of who they think God should be. But in essence, what they've done is they've made themselves God. Right. Because if I if I look at the God of the Bible and I think, you know what, I don't believe that God would ever send a, a, a anyone to hell. Mm. Right. Well, okay. But what you've done is you've said because you don't think that anyone should be sent to hell that that God wouldn't do that, right? And what you're you're elevating your wisdom above God's in that moment, and and you've created you know a God in your own mind, and, and that's a dangerous place to be. And I think that's I think that's the biggest issue is that people don't want to accept who God really is, who He's revealed Himself to in the Scriptures, um, and and in even in the person of Jesus Christ. They don't want to acknowledge that that God is someone who would put his son on a cross to die for the sins of mankind. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, you know, that that's where a lot of the misconceptions come from is that we put God in a box of our own understanding. Yeah. And and God's bigger than that. You know, uh, Paul even talks about that in the text that we read is that, you know, the, these guys... Uh, were trying to fit God in their own box of understanding of philosophy. And, you know, they had all these statues and all these things that they're worshiping. But, but God is not, he doesn't fit in the in things made by man. Yeah. You know, our own understanding is is, is made by us. And we don't, God's not going to fit in that box. Mm. And, and so for us to expect that, that God would be the way that we are, think the way that we think is irrational. Yeah. Because we are flawed and we are incapable of being anything like God. And so, you know, again, I think that it goes back to recognizing that you are 
nowhere near where Cut is, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in intelligence and in power and in all these things. And so if there is a God and it is the God of the Bible, then I have to surrender myself to what God says, mm-hmm. which was the next point. In the yeah. Sermon. So, um, and I know like we have this idea of unbelievers, right? That, you know, they're flaky, like they're, you know, all in this spiritualism. But talk a little bit about like progressive Christianity, for instance, how, uh, like you said, trying to make God someone who he's not. Why are we seeing that in the church today, like with progressive Christianity? Like, you know, you talked about, you know, one of their biggest arguments is like, you know, God wouldn't send a, his son mm. to die for us. Atonement. Yeah. It's this cosmic child abuse thing. You know, um, why is that in the church when we have the word of God? Because people, even even people who profess to be Christians, don't want to surrender themselves to the Word of God. Mm. They 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 don't believe that Scripture is inerrant. They don't believe um, in the in cre- the creation of Genesis one. I mean, they don't they they're unwilling to subject themselves to the God of the Bible. They, again, they're they're creating God in their own mind, and, and you know, a lot of them teach that there's no need for repentance because God just loves you. Yeah, you know, like Rob Bell, love wins, right? right. And, and yeah. And that's totally antithetical to what Scripture says. And so you have to decide, like, do I believe in the God of the Bible or, I do, or do I don't? And if you say I don't, then that's a slippery slope because where, where does that ultimately end? Yeah. Ultimately, for anyone that I've ever studied or read about, they're, eventually their eventual destination in belief is atheism. Yeah. That's ultimately where they end up is because they rationalize themselves into a point to where they don't believe in God at all, hmm. uh, because again, if if God doesn't fit their view, their definition of who God should be, right. then they don't want anything to do with it. And and like I said, once you once you deviate from the script that mm-hmm. we've been given, then there's no stop to that. Yeah. You, you can you can rationalize your way away from everything. You can you know make your own rules, and then then again, who's God? Yeah, I like what you said. Their their description of who they want God to be, you know. I say this a lot that like God has already told us who He is mm-hmm. in His Word. Yeah. Right. And why would we try to change that? Yeah. <laughs> if God says He's this way, then who am I to argue that He's not? Yeah. And I think that's a big problem with when you say know who God is. Even you know, for the unbeliever, this is Paul doing apologetics, right? He he knows who God is. Right. And he knows who God is in such a way so well that he can explain to them Mm. this is what god has said about himself but for christians or quote-unquote christians or people who want to follow you know god of the bible and then try to dismiss who god already said he is Mm. that's that's beyond me yeah it's like if if i was talking to someone about you we're friends i could i could talk about who you are in a meaningful way right your Mm -hmm. heart and the things that you're passionate about and get into some really you know big details but if I were talking about somebody that I didn't really know, I'd be like, yeah, he's tall. He's got, <laughs> he's got dark hair, yeah. you know. Uh, and so it's this superficial relationship that, you know, doesn't doesn't have any meaning to it. And so mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's where a lot of people are at. They, they think that they know God because they know some facts about God. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately what they know is themselves. In essence, they're creating their own God. They've created their own God. There was a philosopher um, that said um, – how how it's interesting that the that the gods right the gods of the greeks are a lot like humans <laughs> how you know they did things that humans would want to do if they had these powers mm. and uh, he said 
you know, I can imagine if a horse had a God, it would look a lot like a horse. And if a cow had a God, it would look a lot like a cow, right? We want to make God who we are and our ideals. And that's where that leads to. We were created in God's image. God was not created. Not the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. And so that brings us to the next point that you said, uh, you know, know who God is, but know what God says. Right. And Mm -hmm. you're, your biggest thing there uh, was that God says to repent. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I really liked it. That's why I put the caption on Facebook uh, where you said that um, guilt uh, provides emotion yeah. and uh, produces. Guilt produces emotion right, right. and um, repentance produces action. Right. Uh, talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of use that illustration of whenever I had to get that little biopsy done and that thing cut off my tongue. You know, as soon as you recognize that there's something in your life that that is dangerous and you don't want, you're going to remove it. Yeah. Right. And so I think the biggest issue with that in most people's life is they don't really understand sin. Hmm. You know, they they're not serious about really wanting to get rid of it. Yeah. They, they don't understand that it really separates them from God, that God is holy, that he uh, detests sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they don't understand, too, that sin is and we've talked about this in a sermon before, too, that. That sin is not bad because it hurts people. Sin is bad because it rejects who God is. Yeah, and I think people miss that. They think it's not that big of a deal. They minimize it, and and so the, and and they like it. Mm. <laughs> they they want to do it. Yeah, uh, and, and so I think that um, you know I think that if people recognized and, and really understood what sin is and what it does to their relationship with God, uh, that they would deal ruthlessly with sin. They would you know, cut the arm off and, and pluck the eye out. And like yeah. Jesus said figuratively, but they would deal ruthlessly with sin. And like, if you really, you know, hated the fact that you had a pornography addiction, you're going to get rid of the phone. Yeah. Right. Because you recognize I can live without a phone, right. but I can't live without Christ. And, and so again, it goes back to recognizing that, that sin separates you from God. And, and that leads to repentance, mm. right? When you understand what sin really is, then that will lead to repentance. It won't just lead to, to guilt, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of people come to church every Sunday. They hear a sermon and they leave feeling guilty, but nothing ever changes. Yeah, that's not repentance, right? Um, repentance has to include that that one eighty turn from your sin and, and agreeing with God that hey, this sin is detestable and I, I'm legitimately sorry for it. It'd be like if your spouse came to you and it was, you know was having an affair over and over and over again, you wouldn't just it up with that right like, yeah especially they were like oh, I'm just really, I feel really bad about it this time I'm really sorry yeah right you they're know, not you, sorry no they're not sorry they like <laughs> it and they want to continue doing it yeah um, and, and so you know recognizing uh, just how abhorrent that sin really is in, mm-hmm. in, a, in a person's life and and then choosing to do whatever's possible to get rid of it. just just as if you would if you had cancer inside of you mm-hmm. you would do whatever you could to get rid of that disease and, and you wouldn't go you know messing back with that again yeah, to know what God says is important, right? That Jesus, he said, you know, if your left hand is going to cause you to sin, cut it off. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, he's not talking, he's obviously talking figuratively, but yeah. but it's he's like, deal ruthlessly with yeah. it. I think he's talking figuratively, but I don't. I think people excuse that away a lot of times. I think that, that he's serious, too. I, think, I mean, I'm no, not no, saying no. that he's saying chop your hand off, right. but I think he's... He's communicating. This is a serious deal. Like, yeah. Like deal with that sin in your life. Do whatever you got to do. Do whatever you got to do. Do whatever you got to yeah. do. Cut it out like that cancer. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I think you're right. You know, people don't want to stop some of the things that they're doing. And the problem I see, and I keep 
you know, I keep relating this back to the church. And even though, you know, the Apostle Paul was talking to unbelievers. Right. But sometimes I feel like, and maybe this is just me and my opportunity to rant, but sometimes I feel like we justify things because we call ourselves Christians Mm -hmm. and say, well, yeah, I'm working on that. Or, yeah, I know I'm not supposed to be doing that. But God wants us to deal with it in repentance Mm. and repentance like you said produces action right in other words you know we hit a lot on you know making disciples and you know going out and sharing your faith and being a witness and we were just talking at lunch about paul washer when he's like getting after the people and they start clapping and he's like what are you clapping about i'm talking about you right right right. (laughs) you know don't amen if you're not going to go out and talk to your neighbor you know and and so um you know why is it difficult for us to know what God says and then not do it. Well, why is that so difficult for the church, do you think? Because I think they haven't really surrendered. Mm. Um, you know, I think we live in a time when when faith in God was presented as this easy one, two, three step process, mm. right? Like yeah. admit, believe, confess, right. right? I mean, we've been teaching that for forever. And while that is true, I feel like it's just leaving some stuff out, right? Like, yes, you admit your sin, but but it's bigger than just the word admit, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, a lot of people can admit, yeah, I've sinned. That's yeah. easy. Check. Yeah. Check mark. Yeah. Believe that Jesus died on the cross. All right, I can buy that. Check. Yeah. Confess Jesus is Lord. All I got to do is say a prayer. Check. Done. Yeah. I'm a Christian, right? And, and we've made it that easy. Um when in reality, admit is confess or, or uh, repent of your sins, right? Yeah. It's it's bigger than just admitting it. Turn away. It's it's, it's admitting that it, that it is what it is and it's deadly and then turning from it, right? Yeah. And believing that Jesus down the cross is, yes, not not just believing it intellectually, but, but giving yourself to that and, and surrendering your life to it. And then confessing Jesus as Lord is not just a verbal thing. It's It's living it out in your life right mm-hmm. it's it's really surrendering yourself to jesus because he is lord lord is king you've made him the king of your your heart and, and so it's it is an easy like hey let's remember this so when we share our faith with people we know it's an easy three-step process right. that we can talk talk through but but the process in your heart is not so easy sometimes because you really have to give yourself to that and so i think for decades people have been preaching this as this easy thing and what we've had is a lot of false converts all right a lot of fake converts people who didn't really know what they were signing up for right you know they and they, again in their head it was you admit that i'm a sinner that's easy yes hmm. I'm, I'm not always a good person believe that jesus died on the cross i can intellectually give into that yep and then confess jesus as lord i'll say that prayer with you and i'm good and, and you know, I think that's it's produced a lot of false converts within the church. And so now we're here and we, you know, we teach surrender, surrender to surrender. And, and people are like, no, I didn't sign up for that. Yeah. You said all I had to do was admit that I'm a sinner. I admitted that. I'm still a sinner right now. I'm doing it every day. Yeah. I'm living in it, right? You said all I have to do is believe in Jesus. I believe in Jesus mm-hmm. intellectually. I've, 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 acknowledge that and you said confess jesus lord i said the prayer with you that's what you asked me to do that's what you said i had to do to be saved and i did that and so now i think that we have you know we have people all over america that profess to be christians especially in the bible belt south tech south uh, america south u.s um that that 
signed up for something that they didn't really know what it really was. Hmm. And so you have some people that really get it, that they they acknowledge that sin is bad and they've truly repented of it. And we see that in people's life, right? God changes yes. people's life. And that's yeah. exciting to see uh, when we get to see the fruit of salvation in someone's life that, hey, they really did repent of it. Yeah. And they may still struggle, but they, but they, but you see a change where they are, they are dealing ruthlessly with the sin in their mm-hmm. life. And, and then you, then you see, um, you know, you see other people who have done church their whole life and they haven't ever really truly surrendered. They just come Sunday morning and hear the sermon and, and that's the extent of their relationship with God. And that yeah. is not, I mean, from what I see in Scripture, that's not a truly saved, a truly converted heart. Yeah. Well, so you kind of got into it already, but uh, you said uh, surrender to what God says. That was kind of your mm. uh, last point. But explain to me the do what God says versus surrender to what God says. And you kind of got into that a little bit already. but Yeah. So, you know, I think. I think sometimes people get the cart before the horse, right? They come again. Mm. They came to Jesus for what we just talked about, but and and they're willing to 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 take on the morality of it as well too. Like they want to make sure that they're not believing in abortion, that they don't believe in gay marriage. Now they may you know divorce and live mm. in adultery and all those other things. That the ones that in their mind they've delineated is not as as big of a deal. Sure, um, but but you know they want the moral aspects of it, but. You know, if you get the cart before the horse, then you've missed the whole thing. You know, yeah. you, you don't go to God just, you know, you don't bring just your obedience to God. It's got to start with, uh, you know, a surrender. And that surrender produces obedience, no doubt. Right. Right. If you truly surrender to God, then then you will obey. But without the surrender, obedience is you're a Pharisee. You're, you're, mm. you're living in legalism. And, and there's no salvation in that. Yeah. The motive matters. Right, your your heart behind why you're doing what you're doing matters, and that that was Jesus' indictment all through the New Testament or, or the Gospels on the on the Pharisees. Right, that he's yeah. constantly after them, saying, "Look, you guys are checking all these boxes, but you but you ain't living it out. Right, mm-hmm. you, you you haven't really truly surrendered in your heart to God. And and yeah, on the outside you look great, but but you're you're just dead tombs on the inside. And yeah, um, and I think that that's that's some of the biggest things that 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 the American church is struggling with right now is, is people have bought into the morality of Christianity, but they haven't really bought into Christ himself. Hmm. They, they're, they're big fans of Jesus and, uh, and, and going to heaven and, yeah. and all the things that they think Jesus can be a good to person. Them. Yeah. Yeah. All the things that Jesus gives them and, and it makes them feel superior and all those things, but, but they're, they don't want, really truly to surrender like Jesus. Yeah. You know, like Jesus said things like, you know, let the dead bury the dead. <laughs> yeah. You know, your, your mom died. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Let's, let's go make disciples. Yeah. You know, Jesus says stuff like that. Then people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. No, that doesn't, that's not what I signed up for. Come on now. <laughs> that's right? a little tough. That's a little hard. Jesus, yeah. man, I, I like the Jesus that just says, I love you. Right. I don't mm-hmm. want the Jesus that says go and, and, and do these things. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I think it's a, I think it's a, a an issue, definitely in in the American church, where people, um, you know, they they sign up for something and, and they didn't really truly understand what it is. Yeah. So surrender looks like, um, you know, I, I'm gonna let go of myself and allow God to then lead me in whatever direction He wants, right? 
And and I think for me, that's the biggest difference between do versus surrender. Mm. Do is I'm going to keep who I am and I'm going to follow these rules. Right. Right. As, to the best of my ability. Right. And that's what we saw the Pharisees do. Right. And Jesus would come. And then, you know, at that one point, I think you were preaching a sermon and, and you know, they came to Jesus and like, what's the greatest commandment? And yeah. he said, you love God, love others, you know? Right. And then they left. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we don't want to hear that. No. You know, we, we don't want to do they, that. They were coming in f- to, to figure out what his list was. What's, yeah. what's your list of the rules? Which ones are the better rules and which ones are the not, yeah. as, you know, not as important rules? Let's see your list. And uh, and he's like, no, I don't have a list. Just love God, love others, and mm. that's it. Yeah. I was just talking to some friends the other day, and we were talking about sin and and the severity of which sins are worse we didn't say it that way but we start we were talking about love your enemies right Mm. because i think the conversation went from you know man i hate the way this person does that or you know i don't it was some public person and then i started saying like man we need to love our enemies Mm. and obviously i'm the pastor in the group you know and they're like man you're right and so then we started thinking like why is it so hard you know to love pedophiles why is it so Mm. hard to love you know these people who are crazy you know like immoral people Mm. and and we started kind of fleshing it out it's because we don't understand the holiness of god Mm. you know god is so holy that when he looks at our sin it's disgusting Mm. right the sin i commit as a pastor when i commit a sin god looks at that and is disgusted with it right just as i would look on pedophilia and be disgusted with it yeah and so we've made these walls in our head that is like a don't do this mm. but if i do this i'm not all that bad off right, right right just like you talked about the difference between people who are against gay marriage but then they commit adultery in their mm. own marriage they, they don't care about the sanctity of marriage no because they don't care about the sanctity of their own marriage right right it's a it's a moral standing point that they want to stand the moral high ground that they want to stand on yeah and to me, that's the difference between do and surrender. Yeah, and I think what that leads to, because when you th- when you think about that, it's like, well, then man, we're all we're all headed for a terrible destination, right? We're yeah. all we're all messed over in this situation, and, and what do we do? What is the answer? Well, that's the gospel. Yes. That's the gospel. Is that that? Yeah, you recognize and you mourn the fact that man, God looks at my sin the same way and is disgusted the same way I am with some of this other stuff, mm-hmm. and, and and God looks down and He sees that, but yet He sent His Son to pay for that sin, yeah. and, and and we can have right standing with Him, and so that leads us to mourn that sin in our life, mm. and that produces a surrender that produces. Uh, repentance yeah and, and and so that that's why it's got to be you got to have the order right you can't yeah. just start trying to check the boxes because then again it's it's what sins are worse than others and you're right back in the same mm. box as the pharisees and and, and you don't want to be there because that doesn't lead to salvation yeah. salvation says i recognize that i'm a terrible depraved human being mm. that, that that is prone to live in the flesh and live in sin and even though even though the, those of us are believers we still are prone to live in the flesh. We still yeah. war with that inside of us. Paul talks about that, right? He says, I do the things that I shouldn't do, and I don't do the things I should do. And, and, and you know, but but what repentance is, is that we recognize that, that that's something to mourn yeah. and not something to just say, well, it's, you know, it is what it is. I am just who I am, mm-hmm. right? I've heard people who are jerks who just say, yeah. that's just my personality. I just, I just speak it like it is. That's just yeah. who I am. Well, no, <laughs> you are a jerk. And, and God calls you to, to live in humility and kindness. And those are fruits of the spirit. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that people just like to make excuses for the mm-hmm. fact that they don't truly want to surrender to God. Yeah. So, uh, so 
just to wrap it up, we had a text in from a, mm-hmm. a member and they were asking, you know, what are some practical ways um, to, you know, let's say you have a coworker or a friend who's quote unquote spiritual and that's their argument. Oh, I'm spiritual. You know, what is a practical way for this member or anybody for, for that matter to, to go to their friend and apologetically defending the faith how do they combat like what paul did here a spirit people who are spiritual yeah i think look at the context of what's even going on here and what we just, what we read sunday was that that paul's doing exactly that so you can take the lead from paul right yeah. what does he do he starts explaining to these people who god is like mm-hmm. you guys have this misconception about who god is you're very spiritual and you have this misconception so let me show you who who the one true God is, mm-hmm. right? And then and then teach them that. And 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 I think too, Paul kind of explains to them what's missing from their own philosophy, right? They have all of these these ideas and these things that they that they think about God, but they they recognize that there's still something missing. So they throw this statue up there to the unknown God just in case we're yeah. missing something, right? And so you know, um, I think that that we can poke holes in, in other spirituality, right? Like what what is what are they missing? And, and what they truly believe because if they don't believe in the, in the one true god they're missing mm-hmm. everything yeah right they can have all of these other little pieces but if they're missing the one true god then they're missing everything right and, and so you have the ability to go in there and say listen let me tell you about the creator god let me tell you about the king of the universe let me tell you about the god who sustains all things who who gives life to all things let me tell you about the god who who moves the earth and, mm-hmm. and, and moves leaders and, and determines all things and let me tell you about this same god who's all of those things but yet is still father and wants to call you a child of his own yeah. if you only believe what he says which is repent and and, uh, and so and then surrender to that and so it just opens up an opportunity for you to share the gospel but but you have to know it's incredibly important for you to know uh, what you believe yeah right if, if you um, want to be effective in, in being able to share your faith with people like that then you need to know what you believe uh, but then my go-to is always ask questions what they believe right yeah ask questions that kind of rattle their foundation for what mm-hmm. they believe because if you at the root of it most people don't really know what they believe right uh, and, and so when you start asking some deep questions of okay you believe that why do you believe that mm-hmm. where do you get that from what authority do you get that from you just yeah. believe it because you believe it or do you really have some kind of source text that you're going to to, to pull all this out right. of and where do you where do you get that from uh and you know i think people typically recognize like I don't know, mm. you know, yeah. I don't really know. And so that gives you an opportunity to say, well, here's what I believe and here's why I believe mm-hmm. it. Uh, and it, but you got to know those things to be able to, right. to do that. And so studying the scriptures and, and studying just, you know, Paul is ready in season and out of season, right? Yeah. He's, he's got this, this defense for who God is ready in his back pocket. And, yeah. and, and so, um, you know, study the scriptures, know who God is and, and equip yourself to be able to, to be able to speak up uh, when opportunities arise. Yeah, in an apologetics class I teach, you know, it's uh, I break it down to the three things: know what you know, know what they knew, know, and do it with uh, gentleness and respect, mm, right? Yeah, uh, you know, that's a good way to to then build a relationship with somebody and also like be able to ask those questions because you know a little bit about yeah about what you know you know what you know 
and and then you know a little bit about what they know mm. and and uh, it's it's about study right like we can't just expect study. to wake up in the morning and the holy spirit to speak through us which sometimes he does but you know that we have to be prepared and ready and that's how paul yep. was paul knew about the philosophies paul knew all about their gods and he knew about his god and he was able to make a good argument in that way very much so yeah so uh, for those of you who are more interested in that kind of thing, uh, in the first of the year, we're going to do this uh, apologetics. I know it's a long ways away, <laughs> but uh, and maybe I shouldn't have let the cat out of the bag. But, you know, if, if that's something you're interested in, look for that and we're going to yeah. offer it. And, uh, you know, we want to train people up in a way to where they can witness effectively and love on people and still be able to know how to defend their faith and that's coming just look out for it if yeah. that's if that's what you're into that's one of the things i'm most excited about 2021 is is uh training and equipping is is one of the things that we're going to be really focusing on in 2021 yeah. and, and giving opportunities for those you know we've been preaching all all year just about about making disciples mm-hmm. uh, and so you know 20 2020 has been let's talk about vision and, and what what the call is in our life love god love others make disciples 2021 is going to be all right let's start training and doing let's, yeah. let's get moving on this this whole idea of okay i'm supposed to be a disciple maker now how do i do that yeah and so we're going to be uh definitely putting some things into play in 2021 on, on on that and so we're excited about that yeah very excited about that well that's all we got for you today and uh know that we love you and we're praying for you always and we'll see you on sunday Thank you so much for listening today. And we always welcome you to join us at Fellowship Baptist Church in Nederland, Texas, where we gather, grow, give, and go.